I was in chronic pain. And my family struggling to make ends meet, food and gas prices going up, even keeping my job was iffy. Then I learned about a new miracle drug made in Washington, D.C. Spend it all. Spend it all is Washington's answer to all the painful problems Americans face. How to borrow $800 billion for a stimulus that didn't create jobs or fix the economy? Spend it all. Spend it all is not for everyone. Side effects may include a mountain of government debt piled on our kids, a sudden loss of freedoms, higher prices for everything, leaving our kids a lesser America than we had. Ask your doctor or congressman if your conscience is strong enough for spend it all. And it's so popular in Washington, we have to borrow, I mean import trillions more of it from China. Spend it all makes you feel better now and pushes off the really bad stuff till later for them to deal with. Call the White House and Congress. Tell them, stop spending it all. Hello, everyone. This is Everly Isby, connecting the dots right here on Renegade Talk Radio. And this is also late Thursday, April 20th, 2017. And I have spent spent the majority of the last week, I don't know, just looking for news and information out there to talk about. And I have to say that the progression of the last couple of weeks has led to so much ranting and raging across the internet, I found it hard to be inspired to speak into much of it. And forget about mainstream media, I can't handle much more than a peek until I turn it off in disgust. So... I settled on a single article, basically, for the majority of the show, which is a rant, as well, by Dr. Paul Craig Roberts. And if you're unfamiliar with him, here's a little on his background. His resume reads longer than your arm, but Paul Craig Roberts has had careers in scholarship and academia, journalism, public service, and business. He is chairman of the Institute for Political Economy, He was awarded the Treasury Department's Meritorious Service Award for his outstanding contributions to the formulation of United States economic policy. Not recently, I mean, this was decades ago, (laughs) when things were more sane. Uh, In 1987, the French government recognized him as, quote, the artisan of a renewal in economic science and policy after half a century of state interventionism, unquote and inducted him into the Legion of Honor. He's listed in Who's Who in America and Who's Who in the World, an ironically renegade nation, after this highly condensed list of his majorly respected accomplishments. He's also been placed on the list of fake news sites. (laughs) Talk about hypocrisy central. So I'm gonna read some of this recent rant article he posted. The article is called A Government of Morons. Maybe this is a prime example of why Dr. Roberts has been declared fake news, because he nails them all to the wall. So, here we go. Paul Craig Roberts says, It has become embarrassing to be an American. Our country has had four war criminal presidents in succession. Clinton twice launched military attacks on Serbia, ordering NATO to bomb the former Yugoslavia twice, 
both in 1995 and in 1999. So that gives Bill two war crimes. George W. Bush invaded Afghanistan and Iraq and attacked provinces of Pakistan and Yemen from the air. That comes to four war crimes for Bush. Obama used NATO to destroy Libya and sent mercenaries to destroy Syria, thereby committing two war crimes. Although personally, folks, I think it's much more than that. And Trump, back to... Paul Craig Roberts, Trump attacked Syria with U.S. forces, thereby becoming a war criminal early in his regime. To the extent that the U.N. participated in these war crimes, along with Washington's European, Canadian, and Australian vassals, are all guilty of war crimes. Perhaps the U.N. itself should be arraigned before the War Crimes Tribunal, along with the EU, U.S., Australia, and Canada. Quite a record, Western civilization, if civilization it is, is the greatest committer of war crimes in human history. And there are other crimes, Somalia, and Obama's coups against Honduras and Ukraine, and Washington's ongoing attempts to overthrow the governments of Venezuela, Ecuador, and Bolivia. Washington wants to overthrow Ecuador in order to grab and torture Julian Assange, the world's leading Democrat. These war crimes committed by four U.S. presidents caused millions of civilian deaths and injuries and dispossessed and dislocated millions of peoples who have now arrived as refugees in Europe, U.K., U.S., Canada, and Australia, bringing their problems with them, some of which become problems for Europeans, such as gang rapes. What is the reason for all the death and destruction and the flooding of the West with refugees from the West's naked violence? We don't know. We are told lies. Saddam Hussein's weapons of mass destruction, which the U.S. fact did not exist. Assad's use of chemical weapons, an obvious blatant lie. Iranian nukes, another blatant lie. The lies about Gaddafi in Libya are so absurd that it is pointless to repeat them. What are the lies used to justify bombing tribesmen in Pakistan, to bomb a new government in Yemen? No American knows, no American knows or cares why the U.S. violence against Somalia. Again, no American knows or cares. Or the morons saw a movie. Violence for its own sake, that is what America has become. Indeed, violence is what America is. There is nothing else there. Violence is the heart of America. (laughs) And that is where I do take issue and disagree with Mr. Roberts. He's gone a bit overboard here in his cynicism rant. I can't blame him. But I say violence is not America. Violence is the United States that mostly foreign-owned group of corporations for profit masquerading around as legitimate government when they are anything but violence, murder, and chaos created from the very profitable military-industrial complex war machine is where all of this violence emanates. Not the American people, as the vast majority are peaceable, caring, and productive members of society, at least if they're allowed to be. But he does further elaborate here, in which I wholeheartedly agree. Back to Dr. Roberts. 
Consider not only the bombings and destruction of countries, but also the endless, gratuitous, outrageous police violence against U.S. citizens. If anyone should be disarmed, it is the U.S. police. The police commit more gun violence than anyone else, and unlike drug gangs fighting one another for territory, police violence has no other reason than the love of committing violence against other humans. The American American kids prior to asking any question, especially if they are black. Now, in this last part where he says outrageous police violence against U.S. citizens, that's the key word, U.S. citizens, he is absolutely correct in that the overwhelming majority of Americans believe, through their ignorance, because nobody told them, of the identity theft of their given names, because your given name is your own intellectual property, and at the same time, changing our true political status as American nationals and demoted us all to that of federal citizens. U.S. citizens, as a result of the great birth certificate fraud that I've spoken of in past shows. Therefore, it is obvious that Dr. Paul Craig's Roberts doesn't know anything about it either, which is totally understandable in this instance. The great majority of people out there are ignorant of these facts because we were never educated to understand this great fraud perpetrated against us all. Dr. Roberts is unaware that he too, as a U.S. citizen, is therefore under the foot of all of the millions of statutory rules, codes, and regulations, which are not laws. If they were true public law, they would be named as such, but since they aren't law, and the great majority of them go against the constitutional provisions, they do not even qualify to begin with as law. They have to label them as statutes, codes, and regulations in the jurisdiction of the sea and only for U.S. citizens, not American nationals who are on the land jurisdiction. Statutes, codes, and regulations do not apply to American nationals. Think about that. Because the jurisdiction of the sea cannot impede onto the land jurisdiction. Never the twain shall meet. The fact that people's ignorance has led to the mass inland piracy by the sea jurisdiction onto the land is the reason that this country has gone south like a duck in winter. The corporations masquerading as legitimate government have taken over this country, which includes the incorporation of the counties and the geographically defined states of America as franchises to the federal has contributed on a grand scale to the loss of the checks and balances that once kept the federal level from invading our land jurisdiction and the suspension of our constitutional guarantees has been the result. If you are in any one of their courts, which is all courts from the county level on up, you cannot utilize a constitutional argument in your own defense. The black, the people in black robes will laugh at you and throw the arguments out because the Bill of Rights, the Declaration and the Constitution, uh, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution do not live in the land jurisdiction. They live in the jurisdiction of the sea. 
wait, I said that wrong. <laughs> I'm all screwed up. I'm in the middle of my rant and I screwed it up. The black, the people in the black robes, your judges, will laugh at you when you give constitutional argument. They'll throw out those arguments because the Bill of Rights do not live in the jurisdiction of the sea where they are. But, you know, I have digressed here. I was just pointing out that the common usage of us all being U.S. citizens is where our downfall resides, and the great success of the rape, pillage, and plunder has been so successful because the mass majority of people do not know the important difference in taking your true political status back as an American national and throwing their U.S. citizenship back in their faces. It is not in your interest to be a U.S. citizen. I'm simplifying here, but I'm showing you how you have all been deceived. So if you want to be immune from the statutes, codes, think IRS code, and regulations, you want to take your true status back. <sighs> Listen, I'm going to take a quick break here. Think seriously about what I'm saying. And when I come back, I'm going to continue with Dr. Paul Craig's Roberts rant. This is Everly Isby. I'll be right back. More smoking content than a Jamaican spliff. You're listening to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. Hello again, Renegade Nation. This is Everly Isby right here on Renegade Talk Radio. And uh, I'm listening to the Dr. Roberts blast at the government morons. And you can see here he's in prime rant mode. Okay, so back to Dr. Roberts. He says, Violence is America. America is violence. The moronic liberals blame it on gun owners, but it is always the government that is the source of violence. That is the reason our founding fathers gave us the Second Amendment. It's not gun owners who have destroyed in whole or part eight countries. It is the armed, at taxpayer expense, U.S. government that commits the violence. America's lust for violence is now bringing the Washington morons up against people who can commit violence back. The Russians and Chinese, Iran and North Korea. Beginning with the Clinton moron, every U.S. government has broken or withdrawn from agreements with Russia, agreements that were made in order to reduce tensions and the risk of thermonuclear war. Washington initially covered its aggressive steps towards Russia with lies such as ABM missile sites on Russia's borders are there to protect Europe from non-existent Iranian nuclear ICBMs. The Obama regime still told lies but escalated to false charges against Russia and Russia's president in order to build tensions between nuclear powers, the antithesis of Ronald Reagan's policy. Yet, moronic liberals love Obama and hate Reagan. <laughs> Did you know that Russia is so powerful that the NSA and CIA are so weak and helpless that Russia can determine the outcome of U.S. elections? You must know this because this is all you have heard from the utterly corrupt 
Democratic Party, the CIA, the FBI, the American horror media, and the morons who listen to CNN, MSNBC, NPR, or read the New York Times and Washington Post. Surely you have heard at least 1,000 times that Russia invaded Ukraine. Yet, Washington's puppet still sits in Kiev. One doesn't have to have an IQ above 90 to understand that if Russia invaded Ukraine, Ukraine would not still be there. Did you know that the president of Russia, which world polls show, is the most respected leader in the world, is, according to Hillary Clinton, the new Hitler? Did you know that the most respected leader in the world, Vladimir Putin, is a mafia don, a thug, a tarantula at the center of a spy web, according to members of the U.S. government who are so stupid that they cannot even spell their own names? Did you know that Putin, who has refrained from responding aggressively to U.S. provocations, not out of fear, but out of respect for human life, is said to be hell-bent on reconstructing the Soviet Empire. Yet, when Putin sent a Russian force against the U.S. and Israeli-trained and supplied Georgian army that Washington sent to attack South Ossetia, the Russian army conquered Georgia in five hours, yet withdrew after teaching the morons the lesson. If Putin wanted to reconstruct the Russian Empire, why didn't he keep Georgia, a Russian province, for 300 years prior to Washington's breakup of the Soviet Empire when the Soviet Union collapsed? Washington was powerless to do anything had Putin declared Georgia to be again part of Russia. So now we have the embarrassment of Trump's CIA director, Mike Pompeo, possibly the most stupid person in America. Here we have a moron of the lowest grade. I'm not sure there's any IQ there at all. Possibly it reads zero. This moron, if he qualifies to that level, which I doubt, has accused Julian Assange, the world's premier journalist, the person who more than anyone represents the First Amendment of the Constitution, of being a demon who sides with dictators and endangers the security of American hegemony with the help of Russia. All because WikiLeaks publishes material from official sources revealing the criminal behavior of the U.S. government. WikiLeaks doesn't steal the documents. The documents are leaked to WikiLeaks by whistleblowers who cannot tolerate the immorality and lies of the U.S. government. Anyone who tells the truth is by definition against the United States of America. And the moron Pompeo intends to get them. <laughs> when I first read Pompeo's accusation against Assange, I thought it had once to revoke the First Amendment. But the moron Pompeo actually said it. Okay, in Renegade Nation, <laughs> here are some of the quotes from the article that Roberts linked for our viewing pleasure. Here's a quote. It's time to call out WikiLeaks for what it really is, a non-state, hostile intelligence service often abetted by state actors like Russia. 
Pompeo told the audience. Okay, CIA Director Pompeo just called WikiLeaks a non-state hostile intelligence service. (laughs) Ponder that one for a second. Okay, here's another quote. The Russian propaganda outlet RT actively collaborated with WikiLeaks, Pompeo added, repeating the unsubstantiated allegation by Hillary Clinton's campaign from October 2016 when RT reported on the daily disclosures of emails from Clinton's campaign chair, John Podesta. Assange knows nothing about America and our deals, Pompeo declared. Oh, and here's a quote that I'll speak to right here. Quote, No one has the right to actively engage in the theft of secrets from America with the intent to do it harm. Okay, once again, (laughs) Renegade Nation. Pompeo says the theft of secrets from America. The theft of secrets is from the all capital letters United States Incorporated, the all capital capital letter foreign owned corporation these disclosed criminal agendas at play are the of the illegal and immoral united states incorporated not america just wanted to point out the differences in how they word things to confuse the issues the united states incorporated is not the united states of america not in any way shape or form the distinction is very important get through your head so that you can unbrainwash your thinking and see through the mass deceptions at hand here. Okay, now let's get back to Dr. Roberts' editorial. He says, what are we to do? What is the world to do when we have utter morons as director of the Central Intelligence Agency, as president of the U.S., as National Security Advisor, as Secretary of Defense, as Secretary of State, as U.S. Ambassador to the U.N., as editors of the New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, NPR, MSNBC. How can there be any intelligence when only morons are in charge? Stupid is as stupid does. The Chinese government has said that the moronic Americans could attack North Korea at any moment. A large U.S. fleet is heading to North Korea. North Korea apparently now has nuclear weapons. (laughs) One North Korean nuclear weapon can wipe out the entirety of the U.S. fleet. Why is Washington inviting this outcome? The only possible answer is moronic stupidity. Unquote. (laughs) Okay, and I'm going to cut in here as well to talk about a couple of other things. He's so right. It's just moronically stupid. That's all they are. Oh, okay, so here's a couple other things, starting with uh, the media reporting that a large U.S. fleet is heading to North Korea. According to the website jimstone.is, there is conflicting evidence of these news stories, and he said this. Yesterday was the day that, for whatever reason, the North Korean attack was put on hold. Lo and behold, a report was released saying the Carl Vinson was moving away from Korea and was 3,500 miles away. I don't believe that, but it was the storyline. However, this story was obscure until late in the day, and even today it is obscure. All of a sudden, there is absolutely no talk at all of an attack on North Korea. And here's a headline that jimstone.as put up. 
media and all of America mistaken. No aircraft, car- no aircraft carrier sent to North Korea. And this came from Defense News Now out of Washington, D.C., which says, For more than a week, media reports in the U.S. and around Asia routinely have mentioned the approach of the aircraft carrier called Vincent's Carrier Strike Group, seemingly implying an attack on North Korea could be imminent. But a week after the U.S. announced the carrier and its escorts would leave Singapore for goal ports of call in Australia and instead return to Korean waters, the carrier and its group had yet to head north. Rather, the ships were actually operating several hundred miles south of Singapore, taking in part taking part in scheduled exercises with Australian forces in the Indian Ocean. On Saturday, according to photographs released by the U.S. Navy, the carrier passed through the Sunda Strait, the passage between the Indonesian islands of Sumatra and Java. Nice place to be if you can. (laughs) It's about 3,500 miles from Korea. U.S. Navy officials declined to comment on the ship's movements. Well, duh. Off the record, several officials expressed wonderment at the persistent reports that the Vinson was already nearing Korea. Quote, we've made no such statement, unquote, said one official. Officials did, however, flatly deny reports that three U.S. carrier strike groups were being directed to mass off the Korean peninsula in a few weeks. Quote, the USS Carl Vinson is stationed there in the Western Pacific for a reason, unquote, General Mattis told reporters at the Pentagon. Quoting again, she operates freely up and down the Pacific, and she's just on her way up there because that's where we thought it was most prudent to have her at this time. There's not a specific demand signal or specific reason why we're sending her up there. Unquote. So, what is really going on here, Renegade Nation? As I said in the last show or two, ever since the illegal Tomahawk cruise missile attack on Syria's military air base, which made no sense at all because they were based, they based it on the false narrative that Assad released chemical weapons on his own people, nor has there been a legitimate investigation conducted to conclude what happened before this nonsensical retaliatory attack. This chemical attack is being disqualified by so many credible experts, and I've already talked about this. But if there was some kind of chemical release, it most certainly wasn't the lethal sarin gas, and Assad was most certainly not behind it. Something else is going on, and we are being kept in the dark. There are some speculating that the Trump administration is setting up setting up the war hawks, the uh, criminal cabal elements inside the Beltway to catch them in their own game. I've speculated on that myself. But I'll believe it when I see it. I don't know about you. <laughs> but I've noticed a change in Trump since this incident. I mean, his, his demeanor. He's, he's just different. Something in him has changed. Have you noticed that too? And it is a mystery to me that he has seemingly done this absolute 180 from the promises he made to America throughout his campaign. And if it isn't purely Trump who's done the 180, his cabinet certainly has. Here's this. This is a fact. Iran has a well-announced 
defense-only military, even when Saddam Hussein was used by America to attack Iran in the late 80s, leading to the Iran-Iraq war, which was devastating to Iran. Once Saddam was pushed back across the border, Iran did not do anything of significance on Iraqi turf. Iran has proven beyond all doubt that if you want war, you have to go there to fight it. They will not bring war to other nations. Iran has not attacked another nation in over 200 years. And with that as the background info, why did Rex Tillerson, Secretary of State Rex Tillerson just say, and I quote, the Iran deal represents the same failed approach to the past that brought us into the current imminent threat that we faced, the imminent threat that we faced from North Korea. The Trump administration has no intention of passing the buck to a future administration on Iran. The evidence is clear. Iran's provocative actions threaten the United States, the region, and the world. Once the National Security Council completes its review of the nuclear deal, we will meet the challenges Iran poses with clarity and conviction. Unquote. <laughs> what? <laughs> In what way has Iran ever provoked the United States other than to uh, respond to threats and punishment from the United States? Tillerson looks like a whack job, a New World Order troll who wants to contribute to the Rothschild dynasty by destroying any nation that refuses a Rothschild-owned central bank. So, what's Tillerson's real problem with Iran? Iran's central bank building does not have a six-pointed star on it. If Iran has not attacked anyone and still needs to be met with clarity and conviction, what threat is Iran, really, when all other nations in the so-called axis of evil constitute the sum total of all nations that do not have a Rothschild Zionist central bank? Hear, hear, jimstone.is. And think about it. Iraq's Iraq. Their central bank was independent of the Western central banking system. Syria is as well. Oh, and so is Libya. So is North Korea. So is Russia and China. They have no Rothschild banking system in their countries, and that's the reason for all this warmongering. The old saying, all wars are bankers' wars. And that's the truth. <laughs> Okay, Renegade Nation, I'm going to go to break here. This is Everly Isby. I'll be right back. What are you people? On dope? It's perfect! Shh, 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 shh. Do you hear that? It's the winds of change. Well, hey there, hi there again. This is Everly Isby. And you know, like everybody else, I've got my slant on the recent atrocity that has become the airline corporations in the U.S. Because they're all the same. They really are. 
uh, Chicago to Louisville United Airlines flight with the forced removal of a 67-year-old doctor simply because they needed four seats for United Airlines' own personnel to fly them to their stations in Louisville. This is all on the United United Airlines, and I'm sure a major lawsuit will or should come out of this because it's on the airlines that they could manage to get their employees. They couldn't manage to get their employees where they needed to go, so they had to kick off paying customers. <laughs> but as I watched, you know, the various video images taken by passengers on board, what flabbergasted me was why didn't any or all of these passengers respond to this man's utter human insult. People wailing and commenting as they witnessed this human indignity, and they all dutifully pulled out their cell phones to post it to Twitter. But that's it. That's all they could muster or bring themselves to do. Now, I ask you, Renegade Nation, what would have happened? If everyone got out of their seat and flooded the aisle and said, no. I saw this one video where the bloodied doctor who had to get home and he was pleading, I need to get home. Please don't kill me. And there is a passenger whose seat was right by where this poor doctor was pleading away. And he's looking away. Like he's pretending that the situation is not happening. He can't bring himself to look at his fellow man in his support. No, no, I can't look at the fact that this sane man has been forced to endure human indignity at the hands of fascist corporate policy and thugs pretending to be security. Security for who? Certainly not the paying passengers of United Airlines. This whole thing. It reminded me of an, a time that happened to me. I was in a, a pharmacy. It was a Saturday night, so it was busy. And I was standing in a single checkout line. They only managed to have one cashier. And so the line was pretty long. I think it was about 10 people in all. And I was somewhere in the middle of the line when this really big guy, he must have been about six foot three or so, came into the store. And he was making a show of himself because you know he was walking fast. You know, people usually kind of meander into a store, calmly look around. No, he was he was on a mission. And there was this air of determination about him, you know. And everyone noticed this guy. So he quickly gets whatever he wanted down one of the aisles and whisks up to the front of the line in front of all of us and says, just ring me up, I'm in a hurry. And the cashier, she was this uh, little skinny, diminutive little wisp of a young woman maybe about 20 years old and she just stood there you know confused unsure of herself she didn't know what to do except she you know she kind of was murmuring a little bit like i don't know please and she kind of shook her head just a little bit uh she was obviously scared well <laughs> my sense of honor and justice kind of kicked in i do have a heavy streak of it and i said uh excuse me sir uh are you the sun and all the planets in the solar system revolve around you. And the guy's demeanor kind of changed immediately and he, he almost, it was like shyly glanced towards me because I'd not said it with any animosity. It was simple curiosity is how I framed it. And then he went, uh, well, no, I, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm the sun. 
And I said something like, look at all of us. We all have places to go and things to do, but we are civilized enough to honor those who got here before us, and we are standing in line out of respect for each other. That's the way it's done. You know, something like that. (laughs) And what was really strange was that I was half expecting someone else in line, or everybody for that matter, to chime in with me with a, yeah, or something. I mean, there were men in the line as well. And I'm not a big person, you know, I'm only like five feet four. So I was hoping for some backup. But no one uttered a sound. No one uttered a word. And this bully guy shoveled around for a second or two trying to figure out what he was going to do. And then he reached down and picked up his money from the counter and walked out of the store. Now, (laughs) you know, honestly, you know, this guy could have had a gun or something. I did take a chance there, but everything... It just went back to normal, and the checkout continued. And as I was moving up in the line, I kept thinking to myself, what has happened to everyone? Just like the United Airlines things. These two security thugs were totally outnumbered by the people on the plane, and they certainly wouldn't have been able to pull out guns on a multi-million dollar jet plane if the passengers had simply stood up and blocked the aisles and said, no, I think it would have been a very different outcome. I guess the tyranny that has clutched this country over the last, I don't know, 15 or 20 years or so has turned people into terrorized victims, afraid that the worst is always at play and you don't dare take a stand. They've turned us all into scared wimps. It's not a pretty sight, Renegade Nation. I mean, mainstream media certainly paints that picture. Just watch the news and all you get is death, violence, destruction, chaos. Death, violence, destruction, chaos. Death, violence, destruction, chaos. And I would say, more often than not, as I look around me each day, you know, the birds are singing, People are living their daily lives as if the world isn't falling apart around us like the media slams down our gut every day. But I guess under the surface, fear faded our senses. Not good. Not good, people. But that's where they want us, isn't it? I think we all need to think on this United Airlines incident and consider where we stand. Not where they want us to stand, but where we stand. If we want honor and justice, we have to be that. Be the change you want to see. And, you know, I'm not trying to depress you or insult your intelligence. Quite the contrary. It seems overwhelmingly hopeless most of the time, though, doesn't it? But it's not. There are very real solutions already in the works, and I've talked about it many times. Educating yourself to the criminality and fraud that is behind these systems of government and corporatocracy and learn the differences between what you've been taught by the system and soak up the truth that they have been hiding from us. There are communities in every state and also in countries around the world who are beginning to turn the tables. The hard work of gathering all the evidence against them has been done. The filings, the notices, and the liens, and etc. 
have been put in place, not only in the halls of power in America, but all the way up through the monarchies of Europe, the complicit international bar associations, the inner city of London, the UN, the IMF, the World Bank, the BIS, and on up to the Vatican and the very popes themselves. The great fraud has been exposed in all its ugly truth right down to the last detail and stands unrebutted as truth in law up to the highest equity court on the planet. In America, the work has been accomplished to return everything back to the individual geographically defined states of the Union and her people. All of the land, the resources, the assets, and the 20 plus trillions of embezzled money have been tracked and are being recovered. All of that has amazingly been accomplished. Don't believe me? Get off your lazy couch potato asses, turn off the boob tube once in a while, and spend some quality time educating yourself to the truth of this situation and see through the lies and deceptions that have turned your brain to mush. Go on. Pump some neurons in that underutilized brain and bring yourself up to speed so that you can participate in your own freedom. Once you understand this, you can individually take action to remove the shackles they've illegally placed on you. Are you a full-fledged human being with all of your unalienable rights given to you by the Creator? Or... Do you wish to remain enslaved in the unsustainable degradation we are now witnessing and just let it continue? Are you impotent? Do you retain any hope that this all can turn around? All I can say is you can't count on Trump. You can't count on government to turn it around, and you know that's the truth. You do not have to consent to this. It is the people who have the power. We're funding all of it. All the governments and the monarchies, all the wars, the drug trafficking, the human and slave trafficking. Who do you think is financing all of this inhuman misery? We are. But we don't have to. It's up to the people. It always has been. You've just been brainwashed into thinking you have no power because they want you to believe that and that's how they get away with all this rot. They're lying to you and they always have. But a lot of very heavy lifting has been done at the sacrifice of many individuals around the world who are now offering you your freedom if you will just stand up and take it. We can put a stop to all this. At this point, it just takes a little reading and contemplation time to get your head on straight for the first time in your lives. It's well worth it. I can attest to that. As I now see reality, I have hope for the first time in a very long time, like when I was a kid. <laughs> and the story of how this all happened... And what the solution to it is, is what brings true hope and inspiration back to the soul. Tell me, when was the last time you had true hope and inspiration over the big picture of, of this thing, was happening on this planet? When's the last time you had true hope and inspiration? Huh? I ask you. Okay. <laughs> I'm off my rant. <laughs> Got it out of my system. Or to make some points. 
Thanks for listening, Renegade Nation. And check out AnnaVonWrites.com. Buy the book. You know what I'm talking about. You know there's a problem when... Dot, dot, dot. If you're unfamiliar, go to my homepage and look at my links, because it's there. And now that I've had my little rant, I'm going to take a deep breath and be like Switzerland again. Neutral. <laughs> take care, all. See you soon. This is Everly Isby, connecting the dots right here on Renegade Talk Radio. Good night and good luck.